0: Praise the Lord. It's great to be here with everyone with America's Youth Evangelist, Youth Leader's Guide to Ministry. We're super pumped about talking about our Youth Leader's Guide to Ministry. It's a book I wrote. If you'd like to have this book, you can email us at tony3g, tony3rizzo at gmail.com. We'd be glad to sell one to you five dollars and uh, that's not including shipping and if you'd like to reach out to us you can you can uh, go to our website uh, youthactionministries.com com and there on our support link with our web secure server you can check out uh, that secure server and send us uh, five dollars plus shipping and handling which would be another three dollars to send you this book and uh, it's a full 12 months calendar of events and uh, Christian services and discipleship program. Check it out when you get a chance. Uh, I'll be talking more about that and have a uh, information on our website about it in the future. Well, we just finished up our Super Bowl event and uh, we talked about several different concepts. Promote It Big, Keep It Simple, Teens Reach Teens, and, uh, and Activities Break Down Barriers of Young People's Hearts. These are three principles we talked about in the last episode of uh, the Super Bowl event. I'd like to continue on with the idea of what a youth leader's calendar of events would look like for the year. So you're kicking off a Super Bowl event, you're having evangelism being done. That's wonderful. And also encouraging the saints and fellowship together uh, in the youth ministry. Perfect. But really, we want to take another look at what you should be doing during the winter months. Uh, Winter months is uh, a tough time because people tend to stay indoors. They tend to uh, not want to come out. Um, Nighttime comes quickly. You can't have uh, lots of long daytime events. So you got to think about what is most profitable for the young people today in, in that time period. I think one of the best things to do is have an emphasis on teen discipleship. Teen discipleship. I put the I put together a program called Teens in Touch Discipleship Program. T. I like to abbreviate it TNT. And this is a very good, we promote it big, keep it simple, concept of discipleship. We talk about many different things in the Teens in Touch Discipleship Program format. And i uh, just like to review a few of those things that we do in our Teens in Touch Manual uh, Discipleship Program. Uh, first of all, you really want to establish a weekly meeting time. And that could be like before church on Sundays, or Wednesday night, or Saturday night at the youth leader's home. Usually it's a combination of all three, but I found the time for young people to come out on a consistent basis that are interested in discipleship uh, usually is um, on Sunday. Now you have Sunday school or Bible school on Sunday morning. That's wonderful. But, uh, and, and you get a mixed multitude there. But most of them are there for seriousness of wanting to learn the Word of God. But also, you need to think about where you can get down to the nitty-gritty and really talk to those students about what it means to be discipled. And uh, I found Sunday nights before church. Uh, so, if church kicks off at 6.30 say like 5.30, get one hour with those young people. Some of them might not be able to make it. Maybe they'll come in at 6 o'clock. And um, and that one hour, you can go over some great things about what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things going on to reach out to these young people uh, in discipleship. You got Christian schools. You got Sunday school, Bible school, but this is a unique time where you can interact with them one-on-one on on how to be discipled as a true disciple and believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So establishing that weekly meeting time, that's very important. And you know, this doesn't have to be all year round. I would suggest September through May, maybe like the second weekend of September, through the third weekend of May, and uh, there'll be times where you take off because of uh, holiday, whether that be Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter, and so you have four major breaks there. You might want to have a winter break, five major breaks, maybe have a little mini break in the fall, six major breaks. So if really, if you're looking at nine months with six major breaks, you know, if you had 36 weeks or 35 weeks or 34 weeks, let's say it's 34 weeks of di- discipleship and you knock out six, that's 29 weeks of meeting. Uh, you can accomplish a lot in those 29 weeks. And uh, sometimes having too many meetings can overwhelm and, and burden and, uh, unnecessarily. So you need to give lots of breaks in between there. Um so if you can get twenty nine weeks underneath your belt of discipleship, that'd be perfect. Uh, this discipleship helps the young per- person identify who they are. Um, they'll be able to identify the discipleship program, which is I call mine teens in touch, but you can call it anything you want, and uh, and so. Uh, you want to promote this name all over the church. You want to get this all over the building, and uh, and, and so uh, parents know what's going on. It's a Teens in Touch discipleship program, and then you want to have requirements. Uh, just to start off, just to be a member of the Teens in Touch program, you got to do at least three consecutive meetings. Okay, so you got to do three in a row, and then uh, you want to memorize three verses. You have have a set of verses that you want them to memorize. And then uh, you want to ask them to write 10 chapter titles, uh, say starting in the first 10 chapters of the New Testament in the book of Matthew. Three Bible verses, three consecutive meetings, 10 chapters. And they can do this, this work right in that Teens in Touch discipleship meeting. And uh, they get there, they read their sh- chapters, they write down their chapter titles, they hand it in to you, they memorized the three verses and, uh, you know, that's uh, that's an initiation. Once they complete that initiation, then you tell them this is going to be an ongoing program. You're going to get them thinking. You're going to get them involved. This is a preliminary elementary level of initiation. So let's talk about uh, chapter titles. Um, you know, if they can get uh, 80 chapters of select readings from the scriptures doesn't have to be chronological sequence and uh, 80 chapters every three months or or every semester have the teens write out a title for each chapter in a book so you got september initial requirement september through november 80 chapters december through february 80 chapters march through may 80 chapters. So when you're all done, you're going to have a a program that yields a total of 240 chapters every nine months. And this is a good systematic way for the student to read through the Bible. And then uh, you want to be involved with Christian services. As we said in the verse podcast, you want to have 12 Christian services they can be involved in. And... um, if they can be in a Christian service once a week, that's really taking a large uh, undertaking. But, you know, they can get involved with teaching Sunday school. They can get involved with junior church. They can get involved with helping out with wannas. They can get involved with other things, maybe even nursery. It doesn't have to be some kind of major thing where they're preaching or teaching. They just need to be involved. And... Uh, and then we, we want them to get involved with like Christian service projects uh, that they could do on their own. One service project they do on their own. And I would recommend maybe like writing a letter to a friend, putting a uh, track in it. You know, a you know, snail mail letter or a thank you card or some kind of card. Uh, that would be quite impressive to the person who receives it. Some other Christian service ideas are giving uh, family devotions at dinner. Or family devotions at any time. Minister in an elderly person's home. Uh, Help out in junior church, Sunday school class. We already talked about that. Um, Just being involved with the choir. Uh, Helping counsel young people after an evangelistic activity. Uh, Give a testimony, at Sunday school meeting, youth rally, church service, etc. So... Then the uh, young people need to be involved with the Sunday school. They should at least teach a lesson in Sunday school once a year. They should participate in the youth night that the church may have where all the students do something in the service. And uh, I I like this one, participating in writing creative literature, like poetry, essays, testimonies. Um, I encourage all Students that want to be a witness for the Lord To be involved with street witnessing Uh, Go out and hold an outdoors children's meeting And share the gospel with them So these are some of our ideas of just starting You know, we we just really went over three points Initiation We went over chapter titles And we went over Christian service Uh, I'd like to get into some deeper levels of it of Christian character on our next youth safety zone, our next uh, podcast. And so um, these podcasts are to encourage youth leaders. I call this uh, Youth Leaders Guide to Ministry, Precepts and Concepts and Principles. And uh, this will help you establish an effective youth ministry. Um, I can't speak uh, enough about it. If you want to have a successful evangelism ministry, a successful Bible study, a successful Sunday school, you have to have core students that want to grow in the Word of God. And you got to get them in that, what I call the Teens in Touch Discipleship Program. All right. You can check out our ministry website, youthactionministries.com. You can email me, tony3rizzo at gmail.com. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, short podcast on Youth Leader's Guide to Ministry. Appreciate all your attention giving to this podcast and we hope you enjoyed it and that you'll come back to our next one very shortly. Take care, God bless you, and praise the Lord.